The views and opinions expressed by guests on Connected do not necessarily reflect those of Side Street Studio Arts. Episodes may contain adult language. Hello and welcome to Connected. This is the podcast from Side Street Studio Arts where we talk to the community about the arts. I'm Erin Rayberg, founder and executive director of Side Street, and I'm back with our Vote Local series about the arts and politics in anticipation of our 2023 local elections for city council and mayor. I will be speaking to as many candidates as possible about their participation in and views on the arts and culture in Elgin. And today I'm joined by the city of Elgin Mayor Dave Captain. Hi, Dave. Welcome. Uh, good afternoon and uh, welcome to everybody and happy to be here. Uh, we've we've brought Mayor Captain into our art supply <laughs> closet here at Side Street Studio Arts. So um, he's, he's captive among the art <laughs> supplies right now. So thank you for coming on in. Dave, tell me your Elgin story. What do you have to do with Elgin and what does Elgin have to do with you. Okay, I was born and raised in Elgin and uh, grew up here. Um, I went to school with Aaron's mother <laughs> a long time ago. Pam Vandevoort. Yeah, that's correct. And we, <laughs> yep, uh, we went to school together and uh, 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 way back in the day at Ellis Middle School and Elgin High School. But uh, um, I lived here and uh, I can start out by saying this. Artistically, I have zero talent. <laughs> I'm capable of maybe painting my house, but that's about it. And but my wife. Oh my gosh, is, I'm not capable of painting my house. So that's I'm. My, a- <laughs> my wife's been involved for a long time, and uh, so I got involved. Um, I guess as a gopher for uh, art showcase, she was involved with AAW. She was the chairman of that for a number of years, and I got to know a lot of people there. And uh, I did the things that you know behind the scenes, carried tables. Um, that kind of stuff to help them out. And that goes back uh, well, almost 40 years now. And a longstanding uh, part of the of uh, what I like to say is the longest standing arts tradition probably in the area, in the, uh, the city of Elgin. And I think that's important to what we do in the future. We look back at the past. What have we done? What have we learned from? Uh, you know, the world's changed around us. And uh, some for the good, some for not so good. But we have... Uh, um, adapted to things. And I think the arts have done a pretty good job of doing that. But it's always a challenge to try to find what people are looking for, what the new market does. And uh, I think that's uh, kind of the way I look at it from a, a standpoint. And I've been involved in a number of different projects from uh, as an elected official and uh, um, partly because of, of my position, but things that have uh, uh, resonated within the city and are still part of it. So happy to be part of the arts uh, community in that respect, and not you know not showing what I do or or that kind of stuff. So, um, how long have you been mayor now? Twelve years. Twelve years, and in that time, Elgin Art Space Lofts came into being. Is that right? Were you a part of that? Yes, I was, and it was a critical time uh, for the for the city. Uh, that was, that effort was led by Mayor Shock, and I think that was a turning point. And I've said that I did the uh, right about the time that the uh, uh, when I got elected was when the dedication for Art Space Loft had taken place, and I gave the credit from uh, Mayor Shock. That was his dream, and the answer to that from him as a mayor is one of the only projects he lost sleep over huh. that he wanted to see happen. Uh-huh. And uh, I uh, went to bat for uh, for the project, and I they people were 
uh, it was not easy, to be honest. It was uh, uh, kind of controversial. Uh, people talked, oh, my gosh, we're bringing people down or they're homeless. What are they going to do? I said, they're artists. And I, I, when I made the speech and my comments before when the city council vote came up is that art space worked in over 30 other communities and there's no reason to think it won't work here and it's been very successful. But I think it helped define us as an art, arts community. I said at that time I thought that Elgin could become the uh, arts focus for the Fox Valley. And uh, you look back and uh, I, I've uh, uh, talked about that quite a bit that I think that we have a because of our long history, and that goes back to the uh, uh, AAUW Art Showcase, the symphony. Uh, we go back a half a century with the uh, arts in the city. For folks who don't know, Elgin Art Space Lofts is a, well, Art Space is a national organization right. doing this all over the country, and it's partially subsidized housing for creatives and artists. And yes. then our spaces also have some storefront spaces, and we have a beautiful gallery space at our art space. Yes, we do. And they have a great exhibit down there now. So if you get a chance, what's uh, in there right now? They have a, they have a photographic exhibit. Oh, of, yes, of, yes. Of, of, <laughs> of people and gives their stories. And it's really, a, it really interesting and uh, uh, James Harvey is a, uh, very much involved in that type of thing and I'll give you a, uh, um, uh, I guess some of, one of the things I do is a, is a mayor's uh, segment on television on cable and uh, I, I'll say this and I'm going to out James Harvey he's the worst interview I ever had <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you why because he didn't, he, I tried to get him to explain to us uh, how he became a photographer, and he would not talk about himself. <laughs> Absolutely refused, and he, all he wanted to talk about was art space lofts, and he loves it so much because it changed his life, I think, as he well. He is an excellent advocate for that space, and of course, we will be happy to say, regardless of how humble yeah. he is, an excellent photographer. Uh, yeah, Any event you go to, you absolutely. can see him um, taking beautiful photos. Yes, he does. Um. So why are you running for mayor again? 12 years is a minute and the campaign is, you know, that's a tough, le it's snowing and you got to <laughs> go through and uh, meet new people and all of that. Why again? Why now? Right. I, there are things that I want to do accomplish. There are some projects out there that are still um, important to me. And it, it, it kind of reflects back on what I believe the downtown is. And uh, it's, uh, uh, it, without going too far into that, I want to talk more about the art, but uh, the downtown is not just a, a place that we have restaurants and things like that. It's a it's the hub for our government. We have our government buildings are here. It's a transportation hub for this city, and uh, all the bike paths that we we designed uh, over a decade ago. We did a bike path uh, bike path plan. And that plan focused on the downtown. And the idea was to bring neighborhoods so they could bike and uh, become pedestrians and come downtown. So it's more than just, you know, restaurants. It's a lot that uh, is the center of our city. It's the hub for transportation because of both Metra and Pace uh, bring people down here. And we kind of lose track of that. Well, many government offices are here. And one of the things that I've been working on, people think that things happen fast. <laughs> and that you can, well, why can't you get that done in four years? Because it doesn't work like that. I've been working with uh, the uh, county clerk for almost eight years now to bring uh, some county offices to the city of Elgin. Mm. And we're very close to making that happen. Uh, we're looking at the uh, rec center as part of that. The clerk's office will be there so people 
people will have easy access instead of having to go all the way to Geneva. And it will, uh, will allow people to uh, get their passports, get their birth records, uh, register to vote uh, in uh, in the city of Elgin. So that'll make us a little bit of a hub for Carpentersville and other communities. But that's what a city does. And uh, it's part of our government center. And that will create for us for a first time in many, many, many years, a county presence in the city of Elgin. And that's important. That's great. I didn't know that. I love that. I mean, I love Geneva, but once in a while you need something and it would be nice to just go down the exactly. road. Exactly. And there's been talk about bringing a, a, a couple like, a, this, is, this is a satellite office like they would have in, in Aurora. And Aurora and Elgin would be satellites. But they also talked about bringing something from King County Health Department, could have an office there. Uh, the sheriff's office could have a, a spot there. So so there would be more than just the uh, clerk's office. That would be our vision. So obviously we're at side streets uh, in downtown Elgin, yeah. right? Downtown is important to us. And downtown is very different from what it was when I was growing up. I'm 44 years old okay. now, right? And while, you know, Al's, <laughs> I could still go to Al's yeah. when I was a kid, but it didn't always feel good coming downtown. And a lot of people have, have kept that stigma, even though we've seen it very much, very much go away. And like you're saying, the restaurants and the shops and all of the different amenities that we can do downtown are kind of coming back to life and, and are surrounded by some of this public art that, that we've been working on as well. Right. And one of the things Mayor Schock and I talked for, uh, uh, he when he was mayor, uh, between us, we've been a mayor for almost 25 years. And as part of that, we talked about safety, that Elgin was a, was a safer community than people get, gave us credit for. But it took a long time to get rid of that bad taste. And we finally have done that. But I've said we have to make sure that we do that and we continue that. If people don't feel safe, they won't come down here. And if you, you know, it'll, it'll stop in a heartbeat. It'll take us decades to get that back. So we can't lose the good things that we have. And I like to talk about that. Let's build on, build on the good things that we've done and uh, uh, make them better. And if we have some things that are problems, let's try to fix them. You mentioned, um, you know, we've talked about some of your supporting arts and culture, both personally and professionally. And you mentioned your wife, Sandy, who has been very involved in the arts and cultural activities in Elgin and in however many years. Right. right? Um, and I know art and soul and art for all were, were, were and are part of what she does. Yeah. Um, what else have you all gotten into around the area? Well, one of the things that happened, um, uh, this was I was a council, newly elected council member. And uh, you serve on the Cultural Arts Commission. And at that time, uh, <laughs> there were some issues there. And uh, Dick Grieger was the chairman in, of the Cultural Arts Commission. And he asked if I would, if I would like to, if I would serve on the Cultural Arts Commission. And uh, we had a, uh, John Walters had served for a number of years as, as a liaison. And it was kind of a part-time, uh, uh, a, kind of a part-time job, I think, for for him at that time. And it was to interrupt you a sec. Yes. This is just such an Elgin conversation. But yes. I, no, yeah. one of our directors, Nick, is sitting here. We know Dick Grieger, Elgin Theater Company. They've been involved yeah. in Fringe and, of course, been in the area forever. And you mentioned John Walters. He was my t-ball coach when I was a kid. Right? This is very, very Elgin. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is this uh, Elgin. Yeah, that's one That's one of the good things about us. Absolutely. It's a big town. And, again, we go back. I know Aaron's mother, and we grew up. <laughs> and people uh, grew up in the community 
so we have those roots. But uh, Dick asked if I could serve on the Cultural Arts Commission. I said, well, you have to talk to the mayor. And uh, Mayor Schock and the council appointed me as the first voting member of the Cultural really? Arts Commission. Yeah, as a lay, as the uh, a city council member. I didn't realize there hadn't been city council there members before was, that. It, yes, and it wasn't. He just was a liaison, but yeah. not as a voting member. Yeah. So they made me a voting member, and we started to look at things a little bit uh, maybe differently as a, a cultural arts commission. But uh, that's how I really got involved with uh, doing these kind of things. And um, how do you think you started to look at things differently? What What do you think that evolution was? I I I started to look at it. Um, I think at that time, instead of being like a hobby for people, that this became more of a business and a profession. I started to see that there's uh, uh, ways that this could really benefit our community and our ways to tie things together. And I'll be honest with you, at that time, uh, that would be well, you know, 15 years ago, that a majority of the money was given to the symphony. Mm-hmm. That was just what was right. what was looked at, right? And the rest of the groups were uh, they got what was left, yeah. And uh, that's changed now. We moved the symphony out of that and gave them their own funding right. to create a separate funding source. So we would have we put more money into the arts at that time, and uh, I think that was a learning experience for uh, a lot of us, and it opened up doors for a lot of organizations, including Side Street, yes, to do uh, to become a viable organization. So that was a significant change at that time. Absolutely, uh, and that's we still have you know, especially artists who come in for those individual artist grants, which are a thousand dollars. It's a relatively easy application. They can get that support. They'll come in and say, and then with any money left over, we'll donate it or what, you know, and we have to look at them and say, or pay yourself. You're right. You know, <laughs> you are, you're a professional payer and still trying to push through that kind of level of insecurity about being paid as an artist. Exactly. That your my time is worth nothing. Right. Because it's mm-hmm. like, I'm like a hobbyist. Yeah. And uh, it's not that way. It has to be, uh, uh, otherwise, it, otherwise you can't exist very long, to be honest. And some of the things that came out of that were, uh, um, I talked to uh, Sylvia Grady. Mm-hmm. Sylvia and I go back a long time as well. She was the uh, part of that uh, cultural arts commission at that time, and uh, we looked back and talked about some of the things that were accomplished in that in in that time, and when I was there, and when she was there, and we did a thing called Walk About Theater, and that was extremely successful. And I think she mentioned that out of that came Fringe. Yeah, yeah, it grew out of that. And I think, you know, maybe we have to go back and revisit some of those things that were successful. And I remember people loved it because it was summertime. We went to different uh, basements and things in town for a a little short theater thing. And it ended up at Al's and people got a little bit of malted when we're done. But and it was the, and very Sean popular. with Janice Theater was Hargadon. at the head of that and the great event, great yeah. event. And of course, he was one of the founders of Elgin Fringe Festival. As right. Well. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, it goes back again. You know, Sean Hargadon, uh, well, one of uh, the things that I found uh, uh, enjoyable, we, he did uh, theater, uh, Shakespeare in the Park out at uh, Wing Park. And that was a uh, pretty successful for a while, but moved on. And, you know, some of those things were good. Maybe it's time to go back and, and revisit some stuff and see if people want to uh, enjoy those kind of things too. Um, some of the things that uh, I got involved in through that was, uh, and it, uh, it's, in fact, it's going on this month. There's uh, going to be the Arts Hall of Fame uh, banquet is out at uh, Fox Villa. Va- is it the Fox, Fox Valley, Valley mm-hmm. Fox Valley Arts Hall of Fame, and that came to Elgin through my effort. I was working with uh, um, 
uh, Myrna Hanselman. And, uh, you know, I get to be a sucker when somebody feeds me. So <laughs> they had invited me to You're breakfast. You're a good company for that. We appreciate that around here, too. Uh, uh, they invited me to breakfast. Uh, Myrna Hanselman, um, uh, Joyce Dugopowski, uh, let's see, Kathy Matthews with, at that time was the Youth Symphony, and a couple other people invited me to breakfast. And at that time, the Arts Hall, the Fox Valley Arts Hall of Fame was in Aurora, hmm. and they were having issues down there, and they were going to talking about leaving. And they said, "Is there something we can do?" I said, "Let's bring it to Elgin," and I thought at that time that now can help us become a, more of a hub and gain us some Fox Valley recognition. And we worked over at the Hemmons and went through with a butch and uh, uh, the plaques are hanging on the north in the north lobby. There are going to be some inductees coming up at their banquet. Uh, they had a little bit of a break, just like a lot of people did because of COVID. So they're a year behind in their uh, um, awards, but they're going to award some uh, uh, plaques this year. And I think that's an important thing for Elgin. And it ties into the expansion and the, uh, the new, uh, uh, going to be the new, uh, that portion of the Hemmons will be reconstructed and uh, be open to uh, uh, the public to be able to may maybe better view these things. And that's important. Now Elgin has become a place where there's some history as well. And many people that uh, names get forgotten or they were artists that were before art, long before our time, yeah. that were very famous uh, around the world. And uh, now we recognize them uh, in the city of Elgin. Um, that wall, if you walk in from like the roundabout, right? It's kind of to your right, right there on yes. the plaques. Yeah, yes. it's, a it's a really beautiful layout. And it'll be interesting to see how it transitions into the... The newer Hemmons. <laughs> exactly, yeah, and that's. Uh, I think that should be. Uh, I think that should be a focal point for that. And it was. You know, we had some discussions about it because it takes up some space, and these things are uh, they're heavy, and so they have to be mounted. And and the city's obligation is that uh, to, to take care of the mounting, but the funding and all of this comes through the foundation. So, so many of these things you're mentioning are really interesting points of progress and transition for supporting the arts in Algin during your tenure as a citizen, as yeah. a councilman, as a mayor, all of those things. Um, we've talked about granting. We've talked about these all-important partnerships. What beyond that do you think a city's role and responsibilities should be in supporting creative endeavors? Sure. And I think, uh, I guess my philosophy for these things, and uh, philosophy for the downtown, philosophy for the arts, is we can't make you successful but we can provide a foundation so that you can become successful. Without that foundation, you can't exist. And that's important. We do that. We can do that. some of that through grants, but it's not just about money. There has to be more here than that. And one of the things I think that uh, the future holds is uh, for the arts is uh, we're going to lay these things out, and it's how you use them as a tool to uh, advance the arts is critical. And it won't be up to the city to do that. We can't guide Side Street in what to do. And we can't guide artists in how to go about doing shows. But uh, there's going to be work done on uh, right across the street here on DuPage Court. It's going to be redone. Maybe there's some uh, things that could be done there that are different uh, for the arts. We, uh, we're going to expand the farmer's market as part of that. But maybe there are some things that are going to be done there. The Hemmons is a great asset. It's not just for the symphony. It's for all. It's for everybody, and I think we should look at doing some things there that may be uh, um, 
advance the arts in the city of Elgin. And one of the thoughts I had was, uh, why not do a, a because if, if we want to be a regional arts center, let's be regional about it. And let's talk to some of the, I'll talk, be happy to talk to some of the other mayors and let's have an arts contest, like a beauty contest and say, well, each, each community can offer one or two contestants. And in the summertime or the uh, whenever winter is a good time to do it as well, uh, do something at the Hemmons and let's have a, uh, a contest and who has the best artists. And it will showcase people from other communities as well and bring them to our community to have, a, have an event. Talking about growing these resources and especially literal platforms, <laughs> you know, more beautiful, yep. wonderful spaces um, is excellent for artists. Do you see currently any barriers or any obstacles that individuals or organizations or groups are having to overcome through the city to be successful? Yeah, there's a, there's one huge one here. And uh, Elgin is uh, uh, not a, uh, we're not uh, as wealthy as Geneva or St. Charles. And one of the things here in the arts, and uh, Sandy and I enjoy it because we have uh, income that we can uh, spend, mm -hmm. but many people in this community do not have disposable income to spend on art. Whether it's uh, performing art, visual art, uh, doesn't make it. It's just it's expensive. And how do we reach those people? And I think uh, uh, maybe with free art shows and things like that, we've uh, uh, seen many many Hispanic artists. It's a struggle for them as well. How to get them involved? Uh, open up to our Hispanic community, which now is fifty percent of the population, and uh, it's like a lot of other things. You get education, and sometimes it becomes a something in your toolbox, and it may not become important to you for twenty years. But um, you get exposed to those kind of things and it, it uh, let young people get involved. How do we uh, nurture them as well? But I think that's a, a barrier for our community is just the fact that we're a little uh, less wealthy than some of the communities around us and there's not as much disposable income. I mean, sorry, I'm just, sorry, go ahead. No, it becomes very much more difficult when you have to draw people from 10 or 20 miles. It creates a real barrier. So it's a lot easier to have people that are local and if you can come in and support the arts. Absolutely. That's something we talk about around here every day, right? Finding that balance between, yes, you're a professional. Yes, you deserve to be paid for your time. Yes, how can we afford that through ticket prices, through, you know, finding the balance because we want eyeballs on the work as well. Right. And we went with uh, uh, all those years with uh, Art Showcase, 50 years of Art Showcase with AAUW. Uh, we always looked, I sat down and uh, I Sandy would give me the reviews. <laughs> and I said, you know, I and I came to a conclusion, I get a stack of them. Some people were unhappy, some were happy. Yeah. And I said, there's a common thread. I said, the people that are happy were the ones that made money. And for whatever reason, there, there are um, maybe uh, struck a chord for people that year. And it was very popular. Other people that maybe were successful a couple of years um, weren't so successful this year. So they'd get discouraged. But I think people like to come, they like to eat. Uh, walk and, to, and take a look around if, if things are nice. And that really uh, gives them a chance to see different types of art. And I learned a lot about and talking to people about how long it takes to create something. And people think, well, you know, that, that's not a big deal, but people it takes uh, weeks and months sometime. And, and the thought process that goes into it takes a lot of time. It's, you get inspirational, but it does take time to do these things. And uh, they don't get paid, they don't get paid as much as what, uh, you know, not everybody's 
raise a, a Leroy Neiman or anybody like that and make him millions of dollars. And it's a, a difficult to do, but it's the love of the art that uh, pushes people along. But you'd also like to at least pay for your, and I could, I could tell you, we have a room in our house. Sandy loves to do pictures. And I asked her one time, I said, what the hell are you going to do with all of these? <laughs> And she's, I said, you got to start recycling some of these and moving these things out of here. And so when she started to do that, and the, she, you know, it's just part of, uh, uh, I guess it's part of the, it's part of the craft that you do. They do stack up, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> we, Tanner and I don't even make work like that that much anymore, but we have stacks <laughs> in our house too. Um, you mentioned a few things, but are there any other activities or developments or <clears throat> expansions of activities that you would like to see happening in Elgin? Well, we're doing, we just uh, uh, voted as a council to uh, expand the number of uh, uh, festivals and outdoor events that we're going to have. And I think that is an opportunity for uh, for art space to open your doors when people are here. And you don't necessarily have to set up a booth down there, but you do draw people going going through, and that's an opportunity to uh, uh, for the for the city to uh, advertise the arts as a separate page, and maybe that would be an advertising spot to come by. And you know, it's uh, uh, Aaron. It's uh, things are so are are so. Um, Odd sometimes when you serve on the city council. I'll just. I can't we, even imagine. Okay. I don't even want to imagine. <laughs> I just, I just walked by the tattoo uh, uh, uh-huh. shop next door. Yeah. And that was a huge discussion when that came in. I remember. In. And oh my God, you thought that you know the next thing. It's going to be prostitutes, and the whole town is going down a tube. And I said, "Geez, I'm looking around. I see people." I said, "It's it's not like it. This the stigma is different." I said, "Now it's it's body art." And I said, I don't do that, and I'll tell you why. My grandfather uh, had a tattoo. He'd been dead since the 1960s. So I was a young boy, and he said, Dave, promise me you're never going to get a tattoo. (laughs) So I did. And I stuck with that. But I, I've thought about it. I said, geez, I'd like to do a little something. But That would be a good podcast. If you decide to get a tattoo, <laughs> Nick and I are going with you, and we're going to record the whole thing. <laughs> but, any, but everybody's different. And they look, they view it differently. And uh, now it's part of, it's part of the arts culture. Here is part of what you see on people, and I think that is a. I think that's one of the changes that we're, that we're we're viewing as a society. And people, uh, the the world changes, and that's okay. We've talked a lot about your support of the arts and culture, and and the different things you've seen over your time in office. What else is important to you as as mayor and as you run to be reelected? What else is important to you? There are. Um, a couple things, you know, we have to, uh, the city has to pay for what we do and we have to make sure our budget's balanced. And we're starting to get some, uh, I call it baggage. And we have, uh, uh, obligations that are approaching a half a billion dollars here that, uh, we have to take care of. I, I, you know, I want to make sure that we can, that we can take care of those. Otherwise we'll stop growing and those things are going to hold us back. I think one of the most important things is public safety. I touched on that. People have to feel safe. If we lose that, uh, we're going to have some issues uh, 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 citywide. People come here because the the uh, city of Elgin's image has changed, and now we've got a better image. We have to protect that. We also have some issues coming up, and it's been uh, in the papers for uh, uh, months and months now with our water supply. I count that being a pub- as a public safety issue yeah. as well. Uh, we have to take care of that. One of the things I think that we have to we have to start thinking about 
is uh, there's been discussions about the dam in uh, downtown Elgin. Well, uh, that's a couple of uh, things that's a, a part of our infrastructure because that uh, also is uh, the impoundment holds our drinking water supply. So in that regard, it's important. But I think as a community, we need to sit down and be able to visualize what the river will look like if the dam comes out. Because that's important. We will build around what that river is going to be. That will be here for the rest of everybody's lifetime. And we grew up, all of us grew up looking at the dam. That's part of our, our, our DNA. Yeah. No, bad. <laughs> not, not the DNA, but our DNA. And as part of that uh, for us. So we have this vision of what the river is. But we need to be able to visualize that. How do the arts play into that? And uh, I sent on an uh, uh, email I get, and I do this a lot. I get something in the mail. It's not really something that I'll handle, but I pass it on. And I got an email about a, a, a grant opportunity for a statue for a woman. I pass it on to a, a council member Powell and to Amanda Harris to, to look at from the Cultural Arts Commission and talked about uh, doing things like that. And I've talked about having some things along the river. I think that's kind of neat to have statues, uh, things like that, places for art as a public open space. And I believe the river, uh, the river bank should be public open space. And how do we use it? It should be a place for people to go uh, be able to sit and recharge and relax and get away from everyday life with only being 100 feet from other, from uh, downtown or from uh, uh, businesses. So how we view that in the future is going to be critical to the downtown and how we grow. And uh, we're going to be expanding a little bit to the north and uh, up along Kimball Street in the future. How's that going to play into what we do near the library? How's that going to be a visual for our community? I think the idea of literally being able to visualize it looking different, it you're right. I can't, I, can't, I know what it looks yeah. like. That's what it looked like my whole life. I'd, you know. Well, it's one of the things I think is important. And I'll, and I'll, I'll tell you, I did this 20 years ago. I was, uh, I got involved with a group in Batavia. They were going to take their dam out, and they. I was working at the Water Reclamation District at that time, and I got involved with some uh, senior citizens down there. And uh, they were they planted a garden along the river, and they wanted to know how it was going to change. So we had we sat down and for months had a public discussion about what that was going to look like. And people needed to, it's hard to visualize. And we created that visual, that visual for people. Uh, we had uh, renderings brought in. We had, you know, and it's, it's a very difficult thing to look at that. And it's uh, uh, the whole uh, downtown changed, would have changed for them. And make a long story short, they have 14 council members. I can't even imagine that. But they have 14 council members down there, and I think the vote uh, split pretty close, and the mayor had to break the tie, and uh, which is unusual for Jeff Schulke to have to do that. But he broke the tie, and it was I believe the vote was 7-6 to six, wow. and with an abstention. So uh, you're going to find in Elgin, I would be the same. The community is going to be divided on it. Um, I don't care which the, the community will decide where this is going to go. And, but they need to be able to visualize what this is going to look like, and we need to have that discussion. It'll impact the downtown. It'll impact everything that goes on here. Dave, if people want to know more about you or your campaign, where can they find you? How can they reach you? They can, I'm, the, I'm the easiest guy in the world to reach. <laughs> I can, and I, I have a home phone number that's still listed in a phone book. Woo! And I tell, What's a phone book? 
<laughs> and I tell people you can call you can call me on on uh, 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 telephone or as easiest way and one of the best ways to reach me is uh, uh, if it's a city if it's city business uh, reach me at uh, city of Elgin or the mayor at cityofelgin.org and if you want to talk about arts or an issue within the city that's the easiest way to get a hold of me if it's something personal that you'd like to talk about yeah I said you can call me at my home phone my my cell phone number for the city is listed there you can call me at the city or you can reach me at my personal email is davecaptain3 at gmail.com and I'm happy to talk to people never been afraid to never been afraid to talk to people and I think you're with me when we want to encourage even more voter turnout than we've seen the last the last few times here yes. in Elgin. And I've I, I've said this, and I'm, I'm going to say it a number of times during the campaign. Uh, you get the you get the government that you vote for, or the one that you don't. And you always have to look at it that way. If you don't vote, don't complain. And um, I think it's I think it's critical to have a good voter turnout. And uh, the more people, the merrier. To me, I a, a big proponent, the uh, big best turnout we can get. That's that's the important thing to me. So people can start making their voting plan now. I believe early voting in Cook County starts March tenth. Um, and the 20th in Kane County, is right. that right? That's correct. Um, and then the big day is Tuesday, April 4th. And, you yeah. know, some of us have to travel, some of us don't, but right. trying to figure out how you're going to vote and where you're going to vote is important There's to no start thinking about. There's no reason not to. You can early vote. You can vote by mail. Uh, they're gonna, the, in Cook County and or in Kane County, they're going to send out letters for everybody to be able to vote early. Um, please vote. This might be putting you on the spot, but you're you're a veteran of the campaign situation here. Do you know if we have any panels coming up, any forums where where the candidates, more than a few of you, will be in a room and and the public? Will be? Yeah, you know, I I I, I know there are uh, League of Women Voters is going to do one at the end of March, so we can look. That uh, there's going to be one for uh, the Elgin Octave out at. Uh, um, Church on Randall Road, okay. and that's going to be uh, all. It's going to be sponsored through WRMN Radio as part of it. Uh, so it's going to so be, we'll be able to listen. You'll as be well. able to listen to it on that's the radio, great. and I believe they're going to do it uh, live through Facebook. So there are a number of where the Nor- Northeast Neighbors is going to do one. That's a Zoom. That might be a little bit more challenging to, to mm-hmm. get involved in. But the other two certainly will be open. The League of Women Voters will be at uh, Gail Borden. And so there's a couple, but that was one of the that was one of the things I was concerned about is that you know back uh, when I started doing this 20 years ago, virtually every neighborhood group yeah. would have a candidate forum for their for their uh, residents, and that's changed a lot. They just don't do it anymore. Yeah, we know there's well now there's nine city council candidates and two mayoral candidates. So it's a lot of information. There's a uh, Gail Borden election, right? There's there's a lot of things to figure out. So I encourage people to take some time to sit down with the information and, and start making that plan. That's uh, certainly critical, and uh, do your homework. <laughs> yeah. Oh, homework. <laughs> <laughs> Mayor Captain, thank you so much for being here, for joining us, for sharing your time and your thoughts. We appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Be sure to share and like the podcast so we can share all of our vote local information and get people out and voting. Of course, like all of the side street things everywhere. And we will see you again soon. Thanks, Mayor Captain. Thank you. Connected is a Side Street Studio Arts production. Music by Tanner Melvin. Produced by Nick Mataragas. To find out more about Connected and all the great things Side Street Studio Arts offers, please visit sidestreetstudioarts.org.